Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Banter. It is season 2, it's episode 25, it's our WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. Please do not forget, if you haven't already, to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be starting this week, of course, very soon, uh, with our West Coast Fever. Uh, let you know how they're going as their season is coming to an end, and a very important announcement uh, regarding the West Coast Fever and the Suncorp Super Netball. But we've also got some information regarding some signings, uh, both for the Perth Lynx and also the Perth Glory. But for now, we're going to start off uh, how we normally start off, and that's with uh, the team in green. They're doing extremely well. So let's go touch base with the West Coast Fever. To pass is Ariang with the interception. That's a massive play from the Diamonds goal defence. And if they can drain this, well, that's going to be oh. the exclamation point, isn't it? Well, that's why she's in the side. Firstly, Ariang with the interception. And then it was all finished off by Sasha Glasgow. Drains a super shot, and it's eight. Alright, onto the 10. West Coast Fever. Now, going back to last Thursday, a decision was made by Netball Australia to host the grand final, another, none other than Perth's RAC Arena, and which there were numerous other state bids, uh, but WA got the nod. Um, this is in the new proposal uh, to allow Netball Australia to gain profits after suffering heavy financially, as in heavy financial losses, um, from the COVID-affected seasons of the last couple of years. They actually had a $4.4 million loss last financial year, and they owe almost $4 million in loans. Um, so the proposal uh, is, of course, they will choose the venue each year before the beginning of each season. So um, sort of taking our West Coast fever hat off, um, it's a bit of a rubbish decision because it's not really fair to the Melbourne Vixens at all. Um, and, you know, just in, just in regard to the integrity of the competition itself, uh, there's no way that they should uh, have to, uh, you know, m make a decision two weeks out from the end of the regular season before you get into finals and teams only then finding out where the grand final is going to be played. So um, fortuitous for the West Coast Fever. Uh, and I guess the fear that you do have is what happens if the West Coast people don't make it to the grand final, um, how, uh, how are your uh, crowd's going to be, um, and you know what, what kind of attendance are you really going to have, and what kind of profit are you actually going to get out of it. So that's the risk that they're taking, um, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out. From a Phoebus perspective and putting the hat back on, just great news, absolutely sensational, and just gives them even more of an incentive. Not that they should be trying to lose, um, you know, the major semi-final, um, but you know they should be trying to win it just to get get in there on their own right, and that way no one can say anything. Um, in fact, it almost gives them added motivation um, to really win that game against Melbourne Vixens away. Um, but yeah. So the grand final, that will take place on Sunday, July 3 at 5 p.m. Um, as part of this announcement for this year, the Premier, as in the, you know, not uh, I'm not talking about state Premier, um, the Premier, the champions, they will receive $100,000 and the runners-up will receive $25,000. Um, on to the on-court uh, standings, should we say. Uh, the West Coast Fever, they had a huge and a tight win over the New South Wales Swifts the other day. It was a gripping and pressure-packed contest. 
<coughs> excuse me, that swung only very late to the fever, and it handed them a 73 to 72 victory. The second and third quarters cancelled each other out, with the Fever's three-point advantage in the first, just edging out the Swifts' two-point win in the last. After being up by 10 at one stage during the third quarter, the Swifts finished the third quarter with a bang. They went on an 8-0 run to keep it to a 55-52 scoreline. Uh, the Swifts, they had two attempts to score in the last eight seconds to win with a super shot after getting a rebound from the first shot, but none of them fell. Uh, the 9-4 and four West Coast Fever, 9 wins, 4 losses, just for those of you playing at home, now can't be dislodged from second. The difference it truly was in the shooting accuracy, with the Fever shooting at 94% to the New South Wales Swifts 78%. And the Swifts, they took 11 more attempts at the super shot, but only made 5 of those extra 11 attempts. Um, and overall, from the super shot, they only shot at 50%. Uh, Courtney Bruce, she was just a behemoth uh, during the game, basically. Um, she had 14 deflections, including seven alone in the second quarter. She also had nine gains and six rebounds. <clears throat> and just lastly, well, not lastly, because this, uh, this lady is just an absolute star of our competition, let alone the West Coast Fever. <coughs> Janelle Fowler, she amassed... 64 goals and has got within 35 goals of breaking her own all-time individual goal-scoring record of 795 goals for a season, which was set back in 2020, and this is all with one more round to play. So she can beat her own record for an individual goal scorer scoring that many goals. So that's how good she is. She's doing so well. She's in. She's uh, has the opportunity to beat her own record. Uh, their last game of the regular season is up against the sixth-placed Firebirds at RAC Arena on Sunday. So Green Army, get there, pack it out, um, show the people in Netball Australia that you love your netball and that you love the West Coast Fever, and uh, that'll send them a message that it was a right decision. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, money talks, so that that was the reason. That is the reason why it's coming to Perth, because obviously, uh, the Perth had the the highest. They were the highest bidders, uh, which is why it's coming here. But show them that it was the right decision and that we love our sport, whether it's football, soccer, netball, and anything in between. All right, West Coast Fever, good luck to you. Win that last game and set yourself up for a red-hot crack in the Melbourne Vixens away. Win that and, well, you're only one step away from winning the first ever premiership in the Suncorp Super Netball. But for now, West Coast Fever, we wish you luck next week. And more importantly, we look forward to checking in with you. But for now here at Bat Banter, ladies, it's over to you. Atlanta putting on a run. And Sammy Wickham left alone on the outside. Bad news for Atlanta. I mean, she is just on fire tonight. Bringing up the next. Wickham, no Alright, continuing with the female sports side of things, we're going to just uh, talk a little bit of Perth links and some signings announcements. Now, first and foremost, a Lawrence Scherf, she has re-signed, which is massive for them in more ways than one. Uh, we're, of course, talking about the starting centre for the Perth Lynx. Um, she was the runner-up club MVP, and she's also an Australian Opal, where she averaged 11.8 points 
and 10.2 rebounds. That's right. That's what we called her all season, the walking double-double, of which she, she had seven of during the season. And then next, uh, their, other, their other signing, their latest signing, Amy Atwell. She's a WA product and since turning pro has returned home after playing with the University of Hawaii before being picked up in the third round, pick number 27 of the WNBA draft by the Los Angeles Sparks. And so let's just uh, find out a little bit about Amy Atwell. And so, she was awarded the 2021-2022 Big West Conference Player of the Year Award. She averaged 17.8 points and 6.9 rebounds a game and recorded an all-time scoring record for career three-pointers. So, really, really great pickup in regards to Amy Atwell. And, of course, we're going to keep you posted on any future signings. Just a quick little quote from Ryan Patrick just on uh, on on the massive signing of Lauren Scherf. Uh, head coach Ryan Patrick said, Lauren had an outstanding season uh, in the league last season, taking home our runner-up MVP award on a pretty talented roster. She can really shoot it for a five. She can anchor our defense. She can post up down low. And her passing... Big out of a short roll situation is elite. The scary part is our coach Ryan Patrick thinks that we're only scratching the surface on how good Lauren is going to be. So scary news for the rest of the competition, but great news for Perth Lynx fans. So that's it, Perth Lynx. Two really great signings, one great re-signing, and one sounds like a lot of promise uh, for this young Amy Atwell from the University of, of Hawaii. Um, courtesy of the Los Angeles Sparks and the WNBA, um, where she is obviously on track for a really great career there. And we look forward to welcoming her, welcoming her here in Perth. But uh, for now, Perth Link fans, uh, we'll be touching base with you a little bit later on when we have any more announcements or news on future signings. Yes, it is glory time. And the one main reason why we're uh, coming to you to discuss all things Perth glory when we're in the off-season and not many player signings are really happening at this time is because we've got some great news on the coaching side of things. And uh, a lot of the players called for it towards the end of the season. Uh, and the great man, Ruben Zadkovic, the interim coach that uh, coached the final 10 games of the year, um, who obviously replaced the outgoing coach, uh, whose name eludes me at this point in time, but I'm sure we'll figure it out before the end of it. Uh, he was announced as a head coach for Glory on a two-year deal, and this is alongside senior assistant Chris Coyne, and also, uh, and Chris Coyne will also be the club's National Premier League coach too. So he'll be a senior assistant, but also take on the MPL duties. Um, former Wolverhampton, Millwall, and Portsmouth assistant Joe Gallen has been appointed an assistant coach. So a bit of experience there to help Ruben because we know that he's new new to the coaching ranks. And two other like big-time Perth Glory names, and people will be well aware of, of, uh, of these individuals. Former Glory coach Kenny Lowe. He will head up the Youth Academy. So, you know, big raps on Kenny. And then... Another former Perth Glory coach uh, took over from Bernd Stunger, 
Mitch Davray. He's going to be the youth club technical consultant. So those two brains working together like it. They've got some good pillars in place. And just to round out the signings uh, on the coaching side of things and the off-field side, uh, recently retired striker Andy Keogh, he is now in charge and is head of recruitment. So that's it from a Perth Glory side of things in regards to the off-field signings, uh, not so much the on-field talent yet, but as I say, it's a little bit too early to be uh, announcing on-field talent when they're currently in their off-season. So that's it for now. It's all we can uh, all we can do, but of course, we will keep you posted in the loop and let you know when things happen, when it all changes, and uh, when we've got some exciting news to share with you. But from the Perth Glory side of things, we're out for now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We've come to the end of Season 2, Episode 25, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. Really great touch base with the West Coast Fever and talk about some uh, some signings, both on court for the Perth Lynx and both off pitch uh, for the Perth Glory. But uh, if you haven't already, please do not forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram. And don't forget to tell as many people as you can about us. The, the more that you get that kind of information out, the better, and the more listeners that we get on board. And whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, it's been an absolute privilege to have you on board. Thank you so much, and we look forward to touching base with you and all of our WA teams on the domestic sporting scene next week.